Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Polat. Got a nice show for you today, and I'm really excited to get into it. Later on, we've got Chris Monastiriotis, who's a gym owner and trainer in the United States in Virginia. He's going to talk to us a little bit about quarantine workouts, but hotel room workouts, expanding beyond that, how to get back into shape, how to stay in shape, all your fitness questions. I'm just going to talk to him about that. And I've got some of my own because I don't know about you, but I felt my fitness motivation slipping just a little bit indoors. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's more uh, eat pasta all the time and maybe do like three push-ups in a week kind of thing going on. So perhaps you're in the same situation. Anyway, I'm going to talk to him a little bit later about that. But first I wanted to get into a question or more, more a response that I'm getting a lot. And you might be having this same question too, is whether or not I miss travel. Uh, you might not have that specific question as to whether I particularly miss travel, but I wanted to give my thoughts on it, given that uh, it's something that almost everybody that I know, a lot of readers, a lot of family and friends have written to me, you know, asking like, this must be really difficult, uh, a difficult time for you because you can't travel. And uh, it's a funny thing is it's, in my list of priorities or things that I miss due to quarantining and lockdown, um, that travel is not on that list. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. And and the first reason is, is because lately, as more time goes on, I'm realizing that the things that I do miss are very basic. And that's like being able to meet my friends, go out to a restaurant or a bar, maybe just go for a run, which you know, where I am, it's not possible on many days of the week. You can't really go outside. There are curfews and all that stuff. So I think when I think about it, I'm like, man, what the things I really miss is uh, all the stuff that I used to do regularly, just regularly where I am, you know, and, and travel is a part of that. But in the hierarchy of needs and things that I, you know, that we've all been kind of cut off from at, you know, to varying degrees around the world, I think uh, travel for me is not super high up on the list. And maybe it's because, you know, uh, nobody can travel. So it's not like there's a place that I, I mean, I, where would I go right now? Like, you know, there's no place that I could go, I suppose, right? Like, um, it wouldn't be very fun in most places. It'd just be at a quarantine somewhere else. So in that situation, I guess we are sort of all in the in the same boat. And uh, one of the things I really do like about traveling is visiting and seeing how people live around the world and meeting different people around the world, going to, you know, eat, which is a huge, eating is just this massive social sort of thing that we all do. And that's one of the best parts about traveling for me. And I think having, you know, missing that social connection, at least basically just being cut off from being able to be social is the most difficult part about that. So if I do miss traveling, it's I miss that part of traveling. On the flip side, the actual like transporting myself to a place, you know, over, you know, a plane or a train or that stuff, I don't miss that too much. Actually, it's kind of nice to have have sort of, you know, that imposed upon me is I'm noticing that my, my body is kind of recovered and I've sort of gotten to a nice rhythm or a flow where I am, even though it's a quarantine rhythm, it's just kind of kind of a boring rhythm, but you know, it's there. So it's nice to at least have that break, I guess. I don't think I would have that break otherwise. So it's nice to 
to be in one place, but at the same time being in the one place where you can't just go meet up with your friends, you know, just go hang out or, you know, do, if you do group sports, things like that, you know, and not being able to see those people is probably the most difficult part of it. And that's the part of travel that I miss. And uh, I would just say that, um, you know, it's something uh, some other bloggers were writing and um, they were saying, you know, when you travel so much and then you're in one place or when you return home, it's really hard to connect with people because they don't have the same experiences. But for me, it's really the opposite. I think that the more you travel, the more of a connection that you you can develop with other people. And so if you travel very frequently, you can just imagine what a lockdown might be in country A, Y, and Z. Like I can imagine, and I'm interested in how lockdowns are being imposed on people around the world and how that's just, you know, how that's practically being implemented. So um, I think traveling gives you more of a connection to people, or at least it can. Um, if you're just going to see monuments and and kind of see landmarks and things like that, and you can miss a lot of the people, a lot of the experiences that connect you to the people in a place. So I think there's a really two ways to go about traveling that you can you can miss a lot of the big points, but if you if you do it right, you 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 uh, interact with the people around the world, and that connects you more to them, and it gives you more of a perspective that you realize that. A lot of the things, a lot of the benefits that you get from traveling are just in your head. So it's it's really like a meditative experience, um, mostly like from a physical point of view. Like when you're in a plane or in your train, looking outside, at, you know, when you're in an airplane, you forget like how majestic it is to be flying like literally above the clouds. Like how insane is that? Like that is, it's still to me every time I fly, I'm like, I don't know how this this works. Like this is a giant metal tube in the sky and this shouldn't this is this just shouldn't make sense and you think about it like how long has that been available to the public to humans right like a hundred years maximum so that's something that's brand new and it always it just sort of boggles my mind and it, it's all inspiring to see it when you're in a train and you're looking outside your your brain kind of goes into this daydreaming state which is kind of like a meditative state that it your external stimuli is is blocked off and there's a lot of internal monologue going on. You really start refocusing and readjusting in those periods, especially when you're like in transit. And when you're in a foreign place, when you're in a different place, you tend to have more of a focus on yourself because you realize that you don't fit in to the place that you're at. And that can give you this different perspective, sort of meditative in a sense. And if you do that enough times, what you end up realizing is that is something that you can accomplish wherever you are. And that's something that you you should accomplish wherever you are. If you're miserable and you think traveling is gonna make you happy, doesn't doesn't do that. It might distract you from from whatever, you know, is whatever reason you're not happy. It might distract you for a little while and then you get back home and you're miserable again. Traveling inherently doesn't give you happiness. Uh, it can broaden your view, it can give you that introspection that you might need that's maybe health healthy and helpful but it's not something that's magically gonna make you happy and if somebody takes it away then you're unhappy like in the situation we're in now so i feel like if you are miserable because you can't travel i would say then then try to find 
whatever that happiness is for you where you are, because that's what you're doing when you travel anyway. You're always just with yourself in your mind, right? Like even if you're traveling with other people, the 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 happiness that you got to find is going to be right in between your ears. And uh, so that's where you got to start. And that's where you got to carry with you wherever you go in the world. That said, if you're struggling because you can't travel, I would just say, Look at this, like some 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 weird country where you're locked down and you've got to make the most out of it. Just look at it like you're on an alien planet. Ah, there's so many so many ways you can go about it. Just just um, I guess this is a very bizarre time, and I'm gonna hopefully assume that this might be a very unique time. So we might not get this time back. So it's interesting to to witness it, to be alive in it, and to see. Uh, I guess we're gonna have some pretty boring stories to tell people in 20 years but uh yeah hopefully that gives you sort of my perspective on hierarchy of needs what you're going to get from traveling it's not a magic bullet to make you happy if somebody takes away from you it's, it it's it's not great but uh you know if it shouldn't it shouldn't make you miserable you got you've got to find your happiness in uh within and uh so there you go all right enough about that we're going to talk with Chris about fitness, which I'm really excited about because speaking about things that I'm missing, that is a huge part of it. So uh, looking forward to that and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Future Me here. I just wanted to note toward the end of my conversation with Christos, the internet cut off for about half a minute there. So there's a little bit of a cut there. Just wanted to let you know and be aware of that. It's not that we were trying to hide some super secret fitness trick from all of you. It's just that the internet cut out, so uh, it's a little bit wonky in that one little part, just so you're aware. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's get started. And we're back with Christos, and I'm going to try your last name again. I did it in the introduction, which you didn't hear. Uh, Monas Tiriotis, is that correct? That's excellent. Cool. And um, you're the owner and trainer at RT Training and Performance Center in Woodbridge, Virginia. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on. So, yeah, I just got back from a run, actually, because I have to schedule sort of my improvised workouts like in the middle of the day because I can't, the, the way we're restricted here in Turkey is sometimes we have like four days where you just can't, you're not allowed to leave your apartment. So I'm kind of modifying my workouts to be run. So at first I was trying to do like push-ups and sit-ups indoors, and I, I just get so bored I don't know if that's a, a common thing. So I've been trying to run in the middle of the day. And uh, I've just noticed that after my workouts and after my runs now, I get so much more tired, even though this is like a level of activity that I'm, you know, like pretty, it's not, it's not like I'm doing more. I think I'm just doing more in less days. But um, I don't know if you've noticed the same in, in just working out. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people are getting bored of doing their people who don't have equipment uh, doing their body weight stuff. And uh, they're trying to find different ways to be creative. So I think, you know, going out for a run is excellent. Uh, you want to get outside being trapped inside all day is it sucks. Um, so when you can get outside, make that time, you did, you know, you're doing it already. You're planning your runs around your curfew times and that's what you got to do. And if running is not your thing, go for a walk or mix in like, do some sprints, jog for a little bit, sprint for a little bit, hit some lunges, do some uh, broad jumps, 
mix it up a little bit just to keep it interesting because you also don't want to get too bored with your routine because then you'll find that, oh, I don't want to do this today. It's the same thing I did the day before. Yeah, what I'm noticing, and I just sort of just jumped into my my running questions, but is that normally I would, you know, like if the, if the gyms were open and everything, I'd kind of have a routine where I'd be able to back off a little bit, you know, like take a lighter day and a hard hard workout day. But since I feel like now, since I've got these limited days, that like every day I've got to run like 10 or 20, like I'm just running, like trying to push it myself until I'm totally exhausted, which probably explains why I get so tired after, um, which is probably a terrible habit, right? Like are those rest days, can you, can you sort of load up on those rest days? So like if we're not allowed out for four days and I've run really hard for four days, you know, does it balance out or is, am I, this is probably the worst way to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go all out every day. Uh, I would phase in. So, you know, if you, one day you're, you're going to run 20 kilometers, then I would go one day, do it as fast as you can. And the next day, take it at a nice slow pace. Um, or you can work up to it over the course of those four days. So day one, run about five kilometers at a, you know, pretty fast pace and then up it again, go eight the next day, then 10 and then up to your, your 20. Um, Cause again, those rest days are super, super, super important. Uh, and if you're home for four days straight and then you're running for four days straight, like if your work period is Monday through Thursday, I'm going to run. And then the rest of the four days is I'm going to be at home all day. Then that's probably, you can get away with it. Um, but it also depends on your goal. So if your goal is to run 20 kilometers as fast as you possibly can, then going as fast as you can 20 kilometers every day is probably going to hurt you by the day four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like I actually I was thinking about that today before, before uh, we started talking and I was like, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people have this, but I don't really know what my goal is. I think my goal right now is to just stay active. In other words, like I normally like I have some fitness goal or or some goal, like if I'm training jujitsu or something, like I have something I'm working toward. But now not only is like my routine just completely off, but you know, I think I feel like I'm just trying to stay active. And then I, I'm I'm finding it difficult to kind of keep track of what I'm doing. Like I just go outside and just like run until my legs fall off kind of thing. Um but it's like yeah, I don't know if that's a problem that a lot of people have. I don't know if you have any suggestions on how to set those like new goals. And is it, is it possible at all to like have any fitness gains now when the, when the situation is so weird? So you don't have a gym, you've got an irregular schedule. I mean, is this the time to just sort of maintain or are there any goals that we should be looking, looking out for to achieve? You should always be striving towards some sort of goal. So I have a clients that are still on program design with me. And I, I'm in contact with a lot of the members from the gym, even though we can't all meet up right now. And it's about shifting the goals to something realistically that you can do at home with the equipment or no equipment um, that you've got available to you. With whatever it is you have, you can still plan your goals properly. So for one of the members at RT training right now, his goal is just to drop some weight down. And now that he's at home, he's able to take advantage of doing his food prep the way he should, eating way, way cleaner, um, and also working on some ab stuff. Um, he wants to get his core in shape. So when he gets under a barbell again, he'll be that much more prepared. 
So being able to have goals like that uh, is super, super important because it keeps you motivated to keep being active. And that's the problem that I find with a lot of people that I've talked to and seen on social media, especially all of these uh, influencers, these fitness industry influencers on social media is they're putting up the same stuff every day and eventually they just kind of die off because they have nothing else to show. Um, At-home workouts are good. They're not a substitute for the gym. You're not going to make as much progress at home that you would in a gym, but that doesn't mean you can't make progress and you can't prioritize your goals more efficiently. Um, If you have no equipment, you're not going to be able to say, well, I'm going to do a ton of bodyweight squats to so that when I get under the barbell again, I'll be able to hit 500 pounds on a squat. That's not going to happen just with your body weight. So you have to shift your goals. And if it's, oh, I want to do 100 body weight squats, then work your way up to it. Uh, If you're talking about, I want to be able to do 100 sit-ups, then do that. But you have to prioritize properly. I do have runners that I work with as well. Um, I actually have a client in Poland that I work with who's in the army. And uh, he's doing a running challenge. And so we've kind of programmed his bodyweight workouts and his running to coincide with each other. So that way I don't burn his legs out for his runs. Uh, So it's just about prioritizing. That is the most important part about fitness and rearranging your goals to fit what you can do at home. And how does, like, that's very interesting you said that. I, I, I feel like One thing that I know that I'm weak in, for example, is flexibility, which, you know, I think a lot of people probably skip or or just kind of do like the five second stretch before they they go into like a full blown workout at the gym or you see it all the time. You know, somebody just comes in a couple arm stretches and then they, then they're ready to go kind of thing. So I've been trying to focus on maybe, you know, adding some more of that since I have kind of time at home. And it seems like a lot of the a lot of the YouTube channels that I've been looking for fitness um, videos on, they focus a lot on flexibility. So I don't know if that's just because that's what people are looking for or it's easy, you know, and in a home environment, you don't have a lot of tools to work with usually. So, um, you know, it makes space for, for stretching. And also it's, uh, if you're in an apartment, you know, stretching is a pretty quiet thing to do. So it's not like jumping up and down or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, stretching, I'm not too, too big on with my clients. Uh, I always say do mobility work instead. And mobility is taking your body through its full range of motion at least once a day, whether it's, you know, holding a squat in the bottom position to stretch out your hips. But it also depends on your goals. So if your goal is to be a better yoga athlete, then you definitely need to practice that. If you're looking to challenge yourself in a different way with the stretching, then go for it, but you also have to be safe. I've seen people do like, I'm gonna get my splits going and they'll try to stretch to their max limit every day, which is not what you wanna do, especially if you first start uh, doing this whole thing. So it's just about being smart. I'm all about people using stretching to keep themselves engaged during the quarantine and give themselves a challenge. And I think that's, also super, super important is to find something that you can do at home to kind of focus in on yourself. And stretching does that for a lot of people. For me, it doesn't work. I I 
don't enjoy that process at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's about, you know, just like we talked about earlier, reorganizing your goals. It's better than doing nothing. And that's, that is a very, very true statement. And how about for people who, I, I think for people who already exercise regularly, um, a lot of people are probably still maintaining some level of activity. Um, but then there's also this group of people that might have just signed up to the gym in, you know, in January or people who don't exercise at all. Is I feel like people have more time at home. I don't know if that necessarily translates into more time, but do you, I mean, how would you go about it? Let's say you're just somebody who doesn't work out, you're in relative, you know, you're, you're, don't have any major like health concerns or injuries or anything like that, but you just don't exercise and you wanted to start working out in 2020 and then Corona hit and now you, you, you know, you can't go to the gym and all that stuff. How would you go about it? Like, where would you start for somebody like that? So there's always going to be something that comes up um, with us as a species, right? Uh, Whether it's personal problems or this crazy pandemic uh, or, little minor injuries or work. So you can't let those things stop you. Um, one thing that I've been telling people on my social media pages is this is not the end of the world. It's just on pause for right now. And you can't let something like this stop you from achieving your goals. There's always going to be something in the back of your mind that's like, I can, that's not important. I need to do this instead. Fitness is definitely important and you can still make progress on your fitness goals at home and you know if you don't want to buy equipment that's fine if you don't have space for it that's okay you can still do body weight stuff you can focus on you know being more flexible you can definitely hit a ton of core work at home but most importantly you can hone in on your nutrition right now that you're at home you can decide to when to go to the store to prep all of your meals at home because you're not rushing around in your day to day so now's the time to get the nutrition in check. That is the hardest part of fitness and achieving goals is that aspect. Adding in the workouts is a lot easier. It's the eating that will hinder most people. Yeah, I think, I mean, one, there's two competing things that I've noticed in all of this. One is I tend to eat way more carbs just in general. Like I, I've just, my, my, my snacking and the types of things I snack on have sort of increased as this has gone on. But at the same time, because I grocery shop like every other week now, I just do this big bulk shopping where before I would just kind of pop into the store and get fresh stuff and all that. I feel like my overall things I have to eat are healthier, but there's a little bit more focus on grains and stuff, I think just because that stuff lasts longer. But I did notice that like um, doing this kind of bulk shopping I tend to eat healthier rather than doing a lot of quick stops at the grocery. And I think that's just because, you know, like every time you go grocery shopping, I think most people get something that's like kind of fun, you know, like a cookies or whatever it is that that's your like snack thing. Um, and I, if you only go to the grocery store like every other week or once a month or whatever, you tend to buy less of that stuff. I don't know if that's something that you've noticed, but um yeah, the snacking is, is, I think for a lot of people, is, is the hard part. The nutrition is difficult. difficult yeah, ab- because, yeah. a- absolutely. But with the bulk shopping, I feel like a lot of people are doing that. It helps them plan out their meals a little bit better. 
And it's okay to get some fun stuff. Like I love Oreo cookies, but I'm not going to eat a whole pack of Oreo or a whole sleeve of Oreos. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but that, and that stuff's okay. But for the most part, people are going to the stores and actually buying good things. Um, and they're planning their meals. They know they're going to be at home. They don't want to order out every day as much because, you know, they have the time to cook their food. I, I did a poll one time for the gym with our members and we asked them, how many of you cook at home and how many of you use food prep services? And the amount of people that did food prep services was outrageous. Like, I think it was out of our 80 members that we have, uh, about eight of them said they actually cook at home for their meals and the rest of them use food prep or just take out, mm -hmm. wow. which is crazy to me. And I, now that a lot of those services are not providing foods and things and deliveries and pickups, people are now being forced to cook their food, which I think is actually a very, very good thing. You should definitely know how to plan out your meals and cook your meals because of situations like this. And, you know, not only that, it will save you money. Uh, plus you're learning something new while you're at home and that's going to keep you engaged as well. Looking up recipes, you know, going to the store, planning out your foods. Like I want to try to make this that I saw online the other day. That's awesome. That's going to keep you mentally in this when you're at home. What's the, what's the biggest mistake that you find people make? So when they're cooking at home, where do they go wrong? Or is it just not cooking? That's, that's the big issue. It's just not, it's just not cooking. It's, it's relying on food prep services. And yes, they're healthier than going to McDonald's every day, which we do have people like that. There's people out there who just eat like McDonald's and fast food every day. Um, but also with the food prep services, that stuff is loaded with sodium. There's so much sodium in those containers. That's what keeps them preserved for so long until you're ready to eat them. Um, and it's, there's people who eat, you know, six meals a day, all from food prep services. And that's worse than what you would do if you just ate, you know, three healthier meals a day at home. Yeah. It's like, like I, I ate a lot of apples and pears just cause I like them, but also they last pretty long for fresh stuff. You know, you can go a week or two and, and they don't go bad. And you, just, you always think like uh, an apple, you know, like if you just had a regular snack at a restaurant, it would have like sugar or sodium or whatever in it, you know, it have all these things. Or if you just made a bowl of pasta at home and made some simple sauce or something like that, if that were in a restaurant, you know, they'd be adding sugar, bunch of sodium. They add all the fun stuff to make it taste really good and keep you coming back. But that's not necessarily the, the you know, the healthiest, the healthiest stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest thing. They add a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff that you don't need in your food just to make it, I mean, not that saying that cooking at home, your food's not going to taste good. It's going to taste good, but you know exactly what's going into it. Uh, you know how much salt you put in your food. You know how much oil you've put in your food. And that stuff matters. Every little bit helps. At a restaurant, you know, they're throwing oil on a grill and throwing your food on it. And it's a lot of oil. And then they're putting oil on top of it after they're done, you know, uh, and throwing salt like crazy to, you know, make you want to taste better, uh, make you wanting to keep coming back. But that doesn't mean you can't cook very good, delicious food at your home without with half the oil and half the amount of salt they put in there. Yeah, that makes sense. And I wonder because of all this, 
coronavirus stuff, if people want to know what's in their food, like that's for me, that's something that's always in my mind when I order or I eat out. I'm always, I like when I, when I cook, which I, I mostly cook, I like knowing what's in the food. So what spices I used, how much oil, like it's very easy to look at it and then, and then understand what you're putting in your body. And when you order out, you really don't know unless, you know, a couple of people, like if you've worked in the food service industry, you probably have a better idea. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if that plays into it for a lot of people or if it's just necessity now or maybe a combination of the two. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's not just about like, you know, we talk about salt and oils all the time. It's what kind of oil are they using on your food? It makes it does make a difference. Uh, not every restaurant's using olive oil for their food. They're using like canola oil or whatever vegetable oil or other, all these other things. Not saying that vegetable oil is bad, but you know, canola oil is not the best. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of restaurants do use canola oil because it's cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, when you can do have a much cleaner substitute at home, like an olive oil or coconut oil or whatever it is that you enjoy. And uh, how's this, how's all of this affected the gym? So uh, I guess you guys closed down five weeks, six yeah, weeks we, ago. We, yeah, we had to close down. Um, you know, a lot of the, we have all sorts of, members uh, we've got a lot in the age range where this it could be potentially fatal um, and a lot of military and law enforcement come to a, the facility as well so we didn't want to risk anybody getting the virus uh, in our facility because then we would be closed down for a long long time uh, all the equipment is metal and it lasts on metal surfaces for quite a while and as a small like as a small business owner i mean how this is i mean you know i can relate to this is pretty jarring in any sense how how have you adapted to the to the gym being closed i mean it seems that yeah, i'm gonna guess that gyms are probably going to be one of the last things that open up is, is my guess simply because uh, you know they're going to go through like restaurants and that, that kind of thing and I, i'm gonna guess gyms are going to be one of the last things how have you adapted? How have you managed? So I'm still offering program design to people everywhere. Um, program design is super awesome. Even at home, people are like, oh, I can write a program for at home. But there's better ways to write it. There's more efficient ways to do it. So if you're looking to make progress at home, I would definitely find a coach who's knowledgeable and can program the exercises more efficiently for you to keep making progress and so that you don't feel fatigued every single day. Um, cause then by week two, you're going to be stop making gains. You're going to have overtrained cause you're just going balls to the wall every single day, you know, and, and that's not always the best. Um, so program design has helped keep me in business and keeping me engaged and doing what I love. And I'll still do that. I put out a lot of videos on social media uh, about what I'm doing at home. You know, I, I have equipment. I'm fortunate enough to have equipment here in my house. Um, but if anybody has limited equipment or no equipment, I can definitely write them a program. And people have been taken advantage, which is so, I'm so fortunate for. Cool. So anybody around the world could potentially just get in touch, right? And, and you would help them with the, with the program? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There is no, I can train anybody from anywhere. 
uh, remotely. Program design is so great. I have, you know, I mentioned my client in Poland. I have one in, um, oh my gosh, I forget the name, Colorado. Um, so they, they do their workouts. They're sending me videos through Messenger on Facebook. Uh, and I'll write back to them my, their feedback, what they need to see. They let me know if they're hurting anywhere. I help them with that. I'll send them videos of me doing the exercise at home if they need to, anything that they need to keep them going. Sweet. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, for everybody listening, I'll leave links to everything in the show notes there. Um, and I, I think another aspect is the mental aspect. So having a coach to talk to, there's the social component, which I think for a lot of people is missing right now. So, and I, I think that's why people's home workouts are slowing down because, you know, if you're just you're using a YouTube video or something, there's no interaction. And I think the mental stress of all of this takes its toll. So having a coach kind of helps alleviate that a little bit. Absolutely. And you're not on your own anymore. You know, you have somebody to keep you on task and on track. I'm, I'm holding you accountable for what you're doing uh, to make sure, hey, you know, it's, it's Wednesday. Did you do your workout? And they're like, nope. I was like, well, you got to do it. I'm waiting for those videos. Get on it. Uh, a lot of people now, even at home, they're still finding excuses to not stay moving and stay active. And it's all about choices. You know, after you're done with your work, teleworking from home, if you're fortunate enough to be still teleworking right now during this crisis, um, do your workouts, get up, get moving instead of, you know, binge watching whatever the tiger King on Netflix again, you know, do, do what you need to do, prioritize your goals. And how about simple stuff? Like, I mean, even when you're watching tiger King or whatever it is, you have to be watching just doing squats at, you know, five squats every five minutes or something, you know, even I feel like that even helps just that limited just to push yourself to get off the couch now, especially, you know, where you can kind of create I was reading a BBC the other day that because of the anxiety of lockdown, a lot of times subconsciously people kind of make their home or their apartment sort of a, a like a cocoon, it called it. And I thought it was really interesting. And basically what it was saying is when you go outside, you have this low level anxiety just because of everything going on. And there's this sort of this uh, built in desire to, to kind of hunker down and not do stuff that you would normally do. So I feel like even just doing small activity when you're watching TV or something can help a lot just to kind of get you up, you know, just to kind of get you up out of the couch and moving, whether it's like, you know, five squats every five minutes or something. Um, so in that sense, you know, I don't know if any, I think I always think that any activity is better than none. Um, 100%. So. Yeah. The, the, all that stuff definitely helps. I'll tell a lot of my business clients who, who are on the phone and sitting down all day, you know, for every other phone call, I want you to stand up and walk around and take that phone call, put your, put a headset on, walk around, take your calls, you know, you can go for a walk and take your calls outside, you know, anything that you can do, like, even if it's just on your, on your balcony, if you're in an apartment, if you have one, go out there and walk around a little bit, get some fresh air, open your windows up, um, do some squats for the whole commercial break or push-ups or crunches or flutter kicks or whatever it is that your goal is. Um, I remember when I first started my fitness journey, I wasn't a fan of the gyms because I was a very self-conscious gym goer, which is still a thing today. 
And I used to have a pull-up bar on my door frame and every commercial I would try to do one to two pull-ups every commercial break and then go back and sit down until I was able to hit like five to eight chin-ups, no problem on my, you know, door frame chin-up bar, pull-up bar for every commercial break. That stuff does help. It does keep you engaged. It's like you're holding yourself accountable. Oh, there's a commercial break. I better get up and do my thing. I, I think it's funny. The cocoon is so true. I feel like um, anxiety levels have increased for so many people. I've seen it everywhere on social media. Uh, a lot of the people I know have really bad anxiety as well. And this is definitely getting to them, but staying at home and just, you know, making yourself in like this cocoon with your blanket and your pillows and your, you know, big bag of chips is not going to help you. Um, yeah. And doing something for you, turning off the TV will definitely help, you know, don't watch the news 24 seven, which I see all the time. People I, I feel like are just watching the news constantly and it's just making them more anxious and more paranoid and it's not good. You know, watch something funny, uh, do some guided meditation things. Take an Epsom salt bath. If you want to be dangerous, take a super cold shower. Nothing like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> watch some Wim Hof. Do you, do you know Wim Hof? Um, oh yeah, he's a beast, man. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I I take so I, I I schedule. I don't always take it four weeks of vacation for myself every every year. So I figure if I were an employee, I'd have vacation time. So I try to do that. Anyway, last week I took a week off and I, I mean, it's not like I, I went anywhere. I was just basically within a, you know, square mile radius running around, running laps if I could. Uh, but anyway, one of, one of the things I do is I completely disconnect from the, from the internet. So I, I put my phone on a five minute timer. So I got five minutes to use it. I can, I can still get text messages and phone calls and stuff and configure it for that. But email is off, all social media is off. Um, so I have those five minutes, I check the internet. And the first two days, I have this crazy withdrawal. But last week, as always, I noticed, oh yeah, it, it's so much better without you get used to it. And now this week, as I'm coming back online, where I'm like online all the time, I noticed that leaving my phone in the other room doesn't seem like the craziest thing anymore. You know, I don't always have my phone in my hand running around my house, you know, it's just kind of weird. So I think that's a big part of it too, is just disconnecting, you know, check the news once a day and, and that's it. Right? I think you can really drive yourself crazy. Um, yeah, absolutely. People are, you know, I mentioned before, I know a lot of people that have gone to the hospital so far for anxiety attacks and it's just because they, you know, they're watching the wrong things all day long and it's hard, you know, if you're somebody who needs a lot of social interaction, um, it's very difficult to break that habit now. But the great thing is technology is, can be awesome. You can FaceTime with people. You can call people over the phone and, and do activities. Um, I, I did a thing the other day. I have a, a VR headset, the Oculus Quest, and there was a bunch of random people online. And we were all watching Rick and Morty the other day laughing through our VR headsets, which is nothing you can't, which is great. It's awesome tool, right? But it's nothing that you can't do over the phone with friends. Um, there's a couple of social media pages that do uh, watch parties for Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and things like that, that you can be a part of live and 
it's crazy. The Russo brothers who directed the, uh, the, the Avengers movies, they were doing a Q and a during this watch party one time. It was pretty sweet. Um, so there's a lot of stuff out there and there's, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who are going through the same thing that you're going through right now. Don't hesitate to reach out to somebody. Don't let it get to the point where you have to be admitted to the hospital. Call, yeah. text, cam people, whatever you need to do to help yourself feel at ease. And, and yeah, that's, that's absolutely excellent advice. And I, one thing that I, I would say for as far as the activity level, like no matter what your base activity level was before this, you know, as your activity level drops, I think it's a really good sort of external indication to you that can kind of tell you something's up. You know, you might, you might not realize it consciously, but again, let's say you were doing these in-home, you know, at-home workouts and now you're kind of not, you're doing half workouts, you're skipping, moving around altogether, you're spending more couch time. I think it's all a good feedback system to go, hey, wait a minute, something's going on mentally where my body wants to shut down is probably, you know, my mind that's something's not right. So maybe it's time to call up my friends and FaceTime them or, or get in some online games and have the microphone on and, and talk crap to your friends. You know, that kind of stuff is, is kind of fun. Um, it just takes a, a little bit of like anything. It just takes that little, the first push to, to get there, you know? Absolutely. And the other thing that I find so interesting is that before all the pandemic happened and everybody was stuck in their homes, I would get invites to play online for like Call of Duty and, you know, all that stuff like crazy to play. Yeah. And uh, people would be on their microphones talking crap and, you know, making fun and having, having a good time. And now I find that people are, they're hesitant to do those things. They're like, well, I don't know if I should. And they're kind of breaking the habit. And I think it's because they're inside so much they're getting into their own head about things that they're like, well, maybe this person doesn't want to talk to me or play with me or whatever the case may be. And you don't want to get into the habit of thinking that because it's going to reflect on how you feel and what you're going to be doing in your day to day. Staying positive is difficult during times like this, but it's so important and you can do things to improve your mood besides working out and playing video games, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, Learning something new um, definitely helps get you through these times. Uh, it doesn't have to be just fitness related to keep, definitely want to keep people moving 100%, but there's other ways to keep moving. If working out is not your thing, which I hope it is, uh, and if it's not, now's a great time to start. Uh, you can do other things. You can find something new to learn anywhere to keep you mentally stimulated during all of this. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that helps at least me stay positive through this is this is weird for everybody. There's no way this is, I mean, the entire planet is basically going through this and it's just weird. And I think that's, I think we can all acknowledge that there's nothing like you can't be feeling normal. Even if you're in a country that had no, no lockdown, nothing, the rest of the world is locked down and shut down. And, you know, this is just weird. And I, I think that kind of makes it feel not so bad in a weird way. It's like, okay, all right, this is a weird, weird situation. And if you're feeling weird or down about it, that's normal. That's your, your sort of your mind going, all right, something is not right. 
Um, it's like pain in your leg, you know, something's not right. So you got to do something about it. So it's a good feedback system, I think. Absolutely. You know, I said before, you're, we're not alone. Everybody's going through this. Um, so you will get through this. You're going to get past it. And then after that, life will go to normal. But if you're building a cocoon in your home and not doing anything, when life comes back, it's going to be so hard for you to bounce back from this. And that's why I think it's so important to keep moving and keep staying active and mentally stimulated because you don't want to get into this habit of being super lazy and lethargic all day long and then have to go back to the real world because then you're really going to struggle. Yeah. And I, I don't know when, I, I don't know if you've seen these pictures of Adele, but uh, I don't know if she's been putting in that work during the lockdown, but she, she looks pretty great now. So I'm like, I saw that. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And that's what we need. That's what people like to see is more like if your favorite singer is Adele, you probably got so inspired and so motivated to get up and get moving during this whole thing. And yeah. it, it, it sucks because a lot of the, you know, fitness um, industry people, the influencers, the social media models and things like that, they keep posting up a lot of depressing stuff and it's only going to hurt their followers because if your favorite person is writing how bad everything is and how depressed they are, you're going to feel that, you know, uh, you're going to feed off of that because that's your favorite person. You know what I mean? They're in a shitty mood there. You like, you look to them towards motivation and inspiration and now they're giving you nothing. Um, and that sucks, man. And I try, I don't have a lot of followers and I don't mind that at all, but the people that I do have, I do put positive stuff up because it's not all bad. I, you know, being at home on quarantine every day has definitely changed my life up. I've seen studies that say, keep your normal routine. It's impossible to keep your normal routine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't exactly. drive to work. I can't see who I normally see, I, you know, see my one-on-one -on -one clients. So instead I've, you know, I have a son, my wife is still teleworking from home. So I have become like a stay at home dad. I wake up, he's with me all day long. I feed him. I clean him. We go for walks. We do this. And then, you know, I have him in the, in the garage with me while I lift and my workout takes probably two hours more than it should, but I still get it done, you know, and it's difficult to do that, but you got to adapt. If you can't adapt, it's going to be so hard for you to continue to get through this because we're not out of it yet. Uh, despite what people are thinking, we're still going to be doing this for quite a while. And so you have to find new ways to keep you going and keeping your normal routine is completely out of the question for a lot of us since a lot of us aren't working like we normally do. Yeah. And even seeing just people on the street wearing masks, I think it, it messes up with the normal, you know, when we look at people, when we see faces, a, a huge part of our brain is designed to read faces. It's, 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 it's so built into us on a subconscious and conscious level. So even people just having masks on throws, throws off your, you know, and you kind of see people looking at each other sort of when they've got masks on a little bit odd. You see this, maybe it's just odd because you can't see the rest of their face, but I always feel their eyes look a little more suspicious. You know, they're not smiling under those, those masks. It always feels um, just also additionally weird, but um, yeah, I think, you know, you're just talking about social media. 
there's something that I did want to ask you about. I was watching, I don't know if you've been watching this Last Dance series uh, about the 90, the 98 Bulls. It's mostly about Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've seen, seen it. I've seen bits of it, but honestly, I just haven't. It's on my watch list. So I've recorded it, but I just haven't gotten out of it yet. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, there were a couple of interesting things that stuck out to me. And one was one that Michael Jordan was like, I, even if I were playing now, I wouldn't have social media. It would take away from me getting better at basketball, which seems like something he, he would say because he's so insanely just competitive. But one thing that was kind of interesting is they went over, you know, he, he played until I think 96, retired, played baseball, then came back to basketball. And so they have his coach, I mean, his, uh, his trainer on there. And he was talking about changes in his body. You know, he was playing basketball. So his workouts were totally geared toward making him the best, giving him the best basketball body. And when he went to baseball, he had to change that. And his trainer was saying, you know, if you're going to come back to basketball, you know, if, if this is, if baseball is like a temporary thing, you've got to know that that's a major transition that you're making. You're going to change your body and it's not easy to go back. So for people who have not been working out or who have been working out, I'm going to guess we're all going to have body changes. So let's say I'm running a lot more than I normally do and I'm not lifting weights and I'm not, you know, training jujitsu. So I'm, I've noticed that as well. Like my calves are sore a lot. My legs are a lot more sore than they used to be. My feet have a lot more pain than usual and so on and so on. Are there things that people should be aware of these body changes that are going to happen as your workouts are changing or if you just stop working out? Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be changes. You, you're going to look and reflect like what you do most of the time. So if you're running most of the time, then you're going to look like a runner. Um, if you're doing, you know, jujitsu most of the time, you're going to look like you do Brazilian jujitsu. And it's the same thing at home. If you are focusing right now on a lot of your core work then you're going to, it's going to show. It's just going to take some time. Your body's going to change. Like if you're a power lifter and right now you don't have access to barbells and plates, your body is definitely going to change. And, you know, depending on how long this goes for, yeah, you're going to come back to the gym a little bit weaker. You're not going to have as much muscle tone as you would have, you know, under the barbell, but you can still retain a lot of that by staying active at home, doing your body weight squats, doing your pushups, um, you know, throw a heavy backpack on, do some weighted stuff. There's still things that you can do, but yeah, your body's definitely going to be changing. Um, it's always going to reflect what you do. So if you're at home sitting on the sofa all day eating chips, you're definitely not going to look like you lift anymore. Yeah. And, and people shouldn't be worried about that, right? I think a, a lot of us have that anxiety you know, you've gone to the gym, you've been, you know, your, your weight, you're, you're getting bigger or whatever you, whatever your goal was before all of this. And now you're going to lose weight or gain weight or whatever your body's going to change. And there's this kind of anxiety from that. I mean, I think, right. I think that would be the advice is that's okay. Like this, there's so we're limited, right. With what we can do. So we might as well do what we can. You know, it's not, I think. Absolutely. And if your main can go for it, go, sorry. Go uh, no, no, I think uh, the connections slowed down a little bit. So, yeah. So if you're, if you were powerlifting and now you're running every day, that's not necessarily bad, right? I mean, even though you're going to get, you know, you're going to get slimmer and your body's going to change, you know, you're, you're, 
muscles are going to get stronger, some are going to get weaker, and so on. That's still better than being inactive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, don't, if the last thing on your mind, if your biggest concern right now, I'm not going to come back as strong as I was before this, then you're okay. There is a lot of people who are, have a lot of different worries going on that are way more extreme than I can't keep my muscle mass right now. You know, there's yeah. a lot more important stuff going on in the world than I need, need, need to work out. I need to get under that barbell or I'm going to come back super, super weak. And if that's your biggest concern, then you're okay. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I did, I did have one, one last question for you. I don't want to keep you too long. But um, we were talking about people working from home, which is a big shift for many people. I'm usually at a home somehow, you know, I don't go to an office. And for me, the chair that I sit in is really important because I sit so much and I've, I've learned over the years that a good chair or even a yoga ball can make your life so much easier from sore back and all that. But there are a lot of people now who are working from home just using like a kitchen chair or whatever chair they had lying around that they might not sit on before, you know, eight hours at a time. Is there any way to anything they can do, assuming, you know, you can't get a new chair right now to kind of make that more comfortable, either from a exercise standpoint, or maybe, you know, putting a pillow or a towel somehow, is there, is there anything they can do to make that more comfortable? I would say, you know, I try to hold my wife to this. I think the most important thing about the working from home is that people aren't taking their normal lunch breaks and their breaks from work because they're at home. So there's, you know, there's more distractions, but there's also less because you're not hanging out with your coworkers, having a chat or going to grab a coffee or something like that. Uh, so the most important thing is to take your breaks, stand up from your chair, walk around, uh, hit a workout during what would be your lunch period um, and take some time out of that chair. Go for like a light walk, manage your time efficiently. Uh, I know a lot of people who, when they're in the office, they don't sit in their chair too much. They get up, they move around, they walk to the bathroom, they walk to get water, they'll go get coffee with a coworker or something like that. You have to try keep doing that, but at home. So in your chair is a lot less comfortable at home usually. So it should be easier for you to be like, I don't want to sit in this damn chair anymore. I'm going to get up and do something, you know? And um, is there anything, anything that we missed or any, anything that um, in terms of something that everybody should be doing or anything, something that you've noticed, like I've noticed the sitting just, I just feel like people are sitting a lot more and yeah. Yeah, so if you're if you're at home and you you have real fitness goals and you want to get in shape, start doing it now. Focus on your eating. If you don't have room for equipment, if you live in an apartment, TRX bands or suspension trainers are great. You can hang them in any door frame. They don't take up any room. Um, they just hang on the door, and from there you can do rows, push-ups, ab work hamstring curls, leg extensions. There's so many things you can do on those. Uh, a nice pair of resistance bands and even one kettlebell. You can get such a great workout with one kettlebell. And if you don't want to buy those things or purchase those things right now, then be active with your body. 
do you can do bodyweight squats, you can do in place lunges, you can do reverse lunges, you can do jumps, wall sits, push ups, uh, elevated push ups. There's so many things you can do at home to keep you moving and keep you striving towards those fitness goals, especially if it's weight loss. Um, doesn't mean I'm not saying you can't get strong at home. You definitely can. You won't be as strong or get as strong as you would in a gym, but you can still make progress. You can still stay moving and keep towards your goals to hold you accountable so that when you can get into a gym, you're better prepared and you're already comfortable with a lot of those movements than just sitting at home all day and doing nothing and getting stiff. That's good advice. And yeah, one thing that you mentioned which I do a lot when I'm traveling is full suitcase, using that to, to lift or put it, put a heavier backpack on my, on my back and just doing some squats with that on even, I mean, it doesn't have to be a ton of weight, but it just adds a little bit of resistance. You can do bicep curls, that kind of stuff with, with a, just with a backpack that's just full of stuff, even if it's just clothes, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's good advice to use what you have around you. So yeah, we awesome. were just saying, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's never happened before. Um, yeah, so we were just saying that basically use what you have around you. Um, is there, are there any good YouTube channels, YouTube, or do you have any videos that you're posting, anything like that where people can, can uh, follow along for good workouts? Um, so there's a lot of awesome coaches people on Instagram that are doing like the live workouts. I personally haven't done any of those live workouts with people just because timing gets weird with that. And then I don't want to have equipment that people don't have at their home. Like I don't work out in the gym. I technically could go work out in my gym, but I don't want to post any videos of me there because I know people can't be at a gym right now and that's where they want to be. So just trying to be a little bit mindful to everybody that I see on social media. Um, but if you look up on YouTube at home workouts, there's a bunch of them. Uh, just make sure you're doing proper form. And again, if, you, if that's your thing, I would definitely, again, recommend getting a good coach who can help you learn these movements at home because learning them with body weight is so important. If you can do a squat properly with your body weight, when you get under a bar, it's going to be that much easier for you to do. Cool. Yeah. And I'll leave links to find you online as well. So people want to get in touch, maybe set up a workout program. Or, or, or nutritional program, this is a good time. We've got, we've, got, we've got some time and I always feel like if you can do something at a time when it's difficult, you can do it when it's easy. So if you go running when the weather's raining and crappy, then when it's sunny and nice and warm, that's going to be really easy. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? So, yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks Christos a lot. If there's anything that you wanted to, I think we got to everything really that I had. So uh, I really appreciate your time. It's been really fascinating and interesting. And uh, I could talk fitness and this kind of stuff all day. I could pick your brain all day. Me but, too. Uh, I love it. It's all, I'm all about it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, again, I'll leave everything, all the links in the show notes. And uh, thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. If you want to check out one of the silliest videos that I've made speaking about coronavirus and lockdown, that's up on my YouTube channel, Fox Nomad YouTube. That's up there now. And for those of you who are looking for a good pair of ANC active noise canceling earbuds, which are at a budget price, 
you can check out my review of the Clear Ally Plus. That video is up on YouTube now as well and on my website if you want to read all the details. That's there to check it out. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.